It's 4 o'clock and time for the Calvary Live Show, taking your calls and questions about life, the Bible, and living in Jesus. The number to call is 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to today's edition of Calvary Live. So glad that you've chosen to join us this afternoon. My name is Ed Taylor. I'm the pastor here at Calvary in Aurora, Colorado, where the station Grace FM originates from. Grace FM can be heard up and down the front range from Cheyenne, Wyoming, all the way down into the northern part of Pueblo West. Up here in the metro area, it's 89.7. Down there, it's 101.7. And we also want to welcome everyone from the Hope FM radio network. Whether you're listening from New Jersey or Maryland, whether you're listening from Pennsylvania or online, uh, welcome. We're glad you're here. This is the show where we take your calls and your questions. Uh, It's hosted live, and we take those calls, and you come on the air. We talk about things pertaining to life and godliness. The number to dial is 303-690-3000, or you can text me, text me directly at 720-336-0897. That's a dedicated text line. I encourage you to put those in your contacts, so that way uh, you can give voice commands. You could say, text Calvary Live. Uh, and hey Siri, text Calvary Live and then send your question uh, in a safe way uh, by using Siri or using Google on your Android phones. But put those in your phone book and for today, for now, give me a call. All lines are open. 303-690-3000. Remember, uh, earlier in the show is when the lines are really open. And then as the show progresses, as the show progresses, we are... Uh, the lines fill up and, and busy signals. So this would be a great time if you've never called the show to get on the air. 303-690-3000. Let's read from today's devotional from Charles Spurgeon. Charles Spurgeon wrote a devotional called Beside Still Waters, Words of Comfort for the Soul. And I was introduced to this resource after my son Eddie uh, passed away in 2013 and it has been a daily, uh, it's been a daily resource for for me on a regular basis. I, when, earlier when I said to use Siri, my Siri on my iPad answered. Uh, so I need to make sure that I turn that off. Uh, sorry about that. So uh, Besides Still Waters is a resource uh, that I use uh, and recommend it. Uh, there's a link on my website, edtaylor.org. Uh, if you want to get through, I think Besides Still Waters is on the recommended book list. Um, I haven't created the page yet, but I will very soon. Uh, you can get it on Amazon. That's where I got my oh, I got my copy online. That's where we order them uh, for our bookstore, uh, Beside Still Waters. And it's not just for grief, although that's how I was introduced to it. Uh, it is uh, God's Word. You know, Charles Spurgeon being uh, a man that adhered to Calvinism, uh, he, one of the one of the beauties of Charles Spurgeon's teaching is that he uh, emphasized the sovereignty of God uh, and the sovereignty of God and the purposes of God that that was very prominent in his teachings. Uh, he never really uh, proposed uh, a man-centered religion or a man-centered set of theology, but he did propose a God who's sovereign, 
Uh, he did propose what the Bible teaches in the power of God, uh, in the absolute authority of God. And that's really good to be reminded of. Those truths are good to be reminded of when you're going through difficulties and trials, uh, to be reminded of the God behind, the God behind the verse, Romans 8.28. Who is the God who works all things together for good? Well, he's the all-powerful God. Uh, he is the faithful God. Uh, and, and so I want to read to you today's, as the phone lines are lighting up and being processed, I want to read to you today's edition. It's in Second Chronicles chapter 20, verse 15. Listen, all of you, Judah, and you inhabitants of Jerusalem, and you, King Jehoshaphat. Thus saith the Lord to you, Do not be afraid, nor be dismayed, of this, because of this great multitude, for the battle is not yours, but God's. And the title of today's devotion is, The Battle is God's. Let me quote it for you. Receive a fresh assurance of God's goodness. Do not be afraid, nor be dismayed, because of this great multitude, for the battle is not yours, but God's. May the Holy Spirit bear witness to this sweet promise. May he strengthen and comfort you, and may you be delivered even before deliverance comes. <laughs> That's powerful. The main business is to be saved from the fear of trouble. If you are quiet, calm, and assured, you are really saved from the trial's sting. The trial's nothing if it does not sting your soul. If your heart's not troubled, then there's no trouble. All the poverty and all the pain in the world would not prevail if the evil of it did not enter your soul. In the 20th chapter of the Second Chronicles, Judah received actual deliverance. When they came to face their foes, there were none, for they were all dead. In all the same manner, or excuse me, in the same manner, God will deliver you. In answer to prayer, he will be your defense. Therefore, praise his name. He delivered you when you went out to meet the great army of your sins. You saw that Christ had put them away and your heart danced. You could say there is therefore now no condemnation to those that are in Christ, who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. He has slain your, our sins, and they can curse us no more. This is the case with a great many troubles that have appeared to overwhelm you. When you come to them, they disappear. They have been removed as, they, as you have advanced. Now you have nothing to do but praise the name of the Lord. That was good. I love that line, that line don't you? Uh, may he strengthen and comfort you, and may you be delivered even before deliverance comes. 303-690-3000 is the number. The lines are full. We're going to move right on to line number one. Is someone from Aurora, Colorado uh, that has a question about their blended family uh, but doesn't want to use their name. So welcome to the program. You're on the air. The anonymous one that wants to talk about blended families. Are you with us? All right, I don't hear them, so let's move on to line number two is Carol. Carol's calling from Denver, Colorado. Denver, welcome to the program. Hi, how do I deal with people that are, and my siblings, most of them are alcoholics and uh, or drug addicts, and they are passive-aggressive. Mm -hmm. How do I deal with not having a hard heart over the things they're doing to me? That's a good question because some of the, one of the most frustrating things to deal with in life are people that are passive aggressive. Oh uh, yeah. That that is a very sinful way of dealing with problems. It's very diabolical. I think it's evil. Yeah, I I, I would use the di word diabolical and evil. I would agree with you. And 
And so what happens when we're dealing with passive aggressive people is that we get very mad and we get very frustrated, um, especially if we like to uh, take care of things, you know, and uh, the Bible, passive aggressiveness is a sin because the Bible, well, not just the Bible, Jesus said, if you have a problem with the person, you're supposed to go to that person with the hopes of working it out. You're not supposed to talk about that person. You're not supposed to mess around. You're not supposed to go behind their back. You're not supposed to play right. games. The Bible couldn't be clearer. And so when you're dealing with a passive-aggressive person, you're dealing with a sinner um, and, and a, a person that's in rank rebellious sin. And they, you know, part of the passive-aggressiveness is that they, they deny that that's what they're doing uh, and sure. never solve the problem. And, and and so just to validate those emotions, you're right. You're going to be angry. You're going to be frustrated. And, you you know, when, when, we, when we're dealing with people like that, we need to be two things is what I'm, remi- I'm minded of. We need to be careful and we need to be prayerful because, yes. because we don't want, I, I can hear it in your question, uh, you don't want a hard heart. You don't want bitterness, but that seems to be the natural response when this, we have to deal with this over time. Uh, you know, I've had to deal with passive aggressiveness for a few years now, and it's just very difficult. Uh, and and so you've got to back up and let the Holy Spirit do a work in their lives. And the thing that softens my heart the most towards someone mm-hmm. is, praying, is praying for them. Uh, when I'm praying for someone, I can't be angry with them. Right. When I'm praying for someone, I can't be bitter and hard-hearted toward them. When I'm when I'm asking for God's work to be done, and I don't mean the kind of prayers, Lord, break their teeth. I'm not talking about those kind of prayers. Uh, although God will receive those prayers because He He wants you He wants to minister to your heart too. But ultimately, prayerfully and carefully, uh, remembering that the Bible tells us that we are not our battle is not with human beings. No, I know. We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers. And powers of the air, yes. So, All right. Non- well, I, I I don't want to take up any more time. I just okay. continue to pray for them then. Yes, and then wait for the Holy Spirit to maybe open a door. And, and, and if it's possible to have a relationship with them, you know, let's pray for opportunities to have a relationship with them when they're not drunk. Right. Let's pray for opportunities to have a relationship with them that has nothing to do with our problems. You know, like maybe at a birthday party or something that is <clears throat> is different than our constantly arguing or fighting about the same right. things. Uh, and see if God might not open doors like that for you. Well, thank you so much for your advice. I will take okay. it. Okay, Carol. God bless you. Uh-huh. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. 303-690-3000 is the number... We've been getting a lot of calls from the East Coast, so you guys on the East Coast, call us. You can use that number. It is a Colorado number, but you can use it uh, from any cell phone, 303-690-3000. You can text us uh, from you guys on the East Coast. I know we get some texts from that side of town. Uh, Here's here's one from Baltimore. Trina is texting from Baltimore. Thank you, Pastor uh, Taylor, for your sermons uh, that I listen to every night on Hope FM in Baltimore, Maryland. And please pray for my unsaved daughter, Sarah, as I pray every night. I've been saved for five years. Man, that's so cool. I am so grateful for the Fellowship family and Pastor Bill at Calvary Chapel in Marlton, uh, who has allowed us to be on the radio with our radio broadcast, Abounding Grace. So Trina, thank you, thank you, thank you uh, for your encouragement. And we're going to pray for your daughter right now. God, we lift up Sarah before you and... 
we are asking you to draw her to a saving knowledge in you. Uh, we know that no one can come to you unless drawn by the Father. And I know that only you can do that work in her heart. So be with Trina as she waits. As, be with Trina, God, as she receives. Be with Trina as she um, intercedes for her daughter. And do a work in her heart that only you can do. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Check this out, guys. The other night, I was looking at some videos to build up my faith. I I was kind of feeling bummed a little bit, and uh, I'm, I'm reminded, you know, this scripture's been on my heart this week. Faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. Uh, I've been recently reading a book on, on God's comfort to a bruised reed, uh, and actually it's a book from the 1600s, uh, and it's it's been an incredible encouragement. So I cleaned out my office. It was a little uh, unkept over the last few years. And so I cleaned out my office and there was a DVD uh, in a stack. You know how things just get stacked up. There was a DVD uh, on a stack that I saw from pastor in Kensington, Calvary Chapel, Kensington. I think his name was Buddy. Let me let me look it up real quick. Uh, Calvary Chapel, Kensington. Unbelievable what that brother is doing in the inner city. I was so encouraged by the ministry. It, it's Rock, uh, let me see, Calvary, the Rock at Calvary Chapel, Kensington uh, in Philadelphia. Uh, Buddy Osborne. And it was a little bit of his, his testimony, a little bit uh, insight on the incredible work of the inner city of what's going on. I think it's on his website too, so you don't have to have the DVD. Uh, check it out. You have you you're always looking for something to watch. You're looking through Netflix and looking through YouTube. Go to therockphilly.org and there it is. Right, it's prominent. It's called Rock of Kensington. Uh, it's a life story in the ministry of Calvary Chapel Kensington and Pastor Buddy Osborne. Unbelievable, unbelievable. I'm looking forward to being at the East Coast Pastors Conference uh, this year, uh, and I know that uh, he was there. Uh, I've been going there a couple years. Uh, with the, the ministries uh, of Calvary there. I take a couple of the pastors with me and and we go out to the East Coast and wow, wow. Rock of Kensington. The website is therockphilly.org. Therockphilly.org. 303-690-3000. Where are we? We are line number three is Natalie from Fort Lupton, Colorado. Natalie, welcome to the program. Hi, Pastor Ed. Um, I just had a quick question. My question is in regards to holiness. The, the Bible speaks a lot about um, um, being holy and, and, and um, keeping ourselves in holiness. And I believe, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, it, there's also um, a passage that mentions without holiness you won't be able to see God. So I don't know if that's correct. I might, I might be incorrect. But my question is, what does that look like um, in regards to our internally and externally? Does that have anything to do with the outward appearance and, and what we wear, what we look like on the outside. That's a great question. So there's a couple there's a couple things to consider when we are looking at the word holy because the the basic definition of holy is set apart. The idea behind holiness is to be set apart to for a special purpose. Sometimes we'll we'll even um, we'll even refer uh, look at the word sanctification where God mm-hmm. is setting us apart. Uh, and in Hebrews chapter 12 is one of the verses that you referenced. It says, without holiness, no one will see the Lord. And there's two aspects of holiness. Mm-hmm. There is 
positional holiness and there is practical holiness. Positional holiness is what's referred to, I believe, in Hebrews chapter 12. It's the holiness that is ours by faith in Jesus Christ so that his perfection (laughs) becomes our perfection Mm-hmm. And and that's the way that we please the Lord. That's how we come into relationship with Him, not by our own works, not by our own efforts, not by our not by anything outwardly. Do we have a relationship with God? It's everything inwardly that we've become a new creation in Christ by faith in Jesus Christ. So mm-hmm. positional holiness is ours, but now okay. positional holiness is going to lead to practical holiness. And practical holiness has everything to do with our thoughts, uh, our actions, our deeds, uh, and it it could be lived out in how we dress. The Bible speaks of modesty in the Bible, and so there could be a a way that we dress that could stumble people, Um, but it's going to come out of our relationship with the Lord. The way we dress doesn't make us right with God. It only reflects our relationship with God. Mm, I see. Okay, and so would it be... Would it be fair to say that it's sin for for um, women to be on the pulpit with dyed hair, makeup, and, and, you know, the usual stuff that people kind of bring out on? No, I don't, I don't think makeup and dyed hair, um, I don't think Pants those are going to be things. Like I, you know, I don't, I don't think those are going to be things unless it, they cross the line of what the Bible says, where they're mm-hmm. drawing attention to their body or they are... Are drawing attention away from the things of God. So no, I don't. Yeah. I don't see. I mean, it, it, it's it's a very subjective thing because we're not God. Uh, and, right. And, but I, but we we could say you know we could in our own heart say you know that's offensive to me and have a conversation with someone like that and say um, we're not questioning your salvation. We're not questioning anything about your relationship with the Lord. But when you you know I'm I'm not so concerned about the makeup and the and the hair as much as I am a woman showing off her body, or even a man in right. some regards, um, and and saying, you know, that, that stumbles my husband, or, you know, they, uh, we got young boys here, or something along those lines that would uh, that would create impure thoughts. But it's mm-hmm. very hard to draw lines to say, well, if, if dyed hair is, oh, is, is okay, then how much dyes? Should it be five boxes or six boxes? I mean, you're getting right. into realms that, mm-hmm. that we really have to trust the Lord to give conviction to people in how they present themselves because mm-hmm. it's, it, it's such a subjective thing. However, um, you know, if there was something, if there was something that would, would, would um, prompt a conversation, um, it's always good to have the conversation and say, hey, tell me your thoughts because I see you really well made up and, and what are your thoughts, you know, why are you doing that or... But in mm-hmm. love, like because we're we're wanting to build relationships, we're not we're not wanting to point fingers or uh, exactly. we're, we're not wanting to live mm-hmm. hypercritically or judgmentally. But we should be able to have these conversations. Mm, okay, that makes sense. That 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 kind of clarifies some of these thoughts that I've been just really pondering about holiness and what that looks like on the outside and inside and and where where do I stand. Because so remember, you uh-huh. remember too, as we develop this thought, you know that Jesus, uh-huh. when when Jesus came, he holiness was only looked at the outward, really looked at yeah. uh, outwardly by the Pharisees and the Sadducees until Jesus said, "No, no, it's way more than that. You you think adultery is just the act, but I'm telling you that adultery is the thought." It's not just the act. It's a heart matter. So holiness, the practicality of holiness lived out in our lives has everything to do with our heart relationship with Uh the Lord. And I know that 
the longer that I walk with the Lord, the less and less I want to be a part of worldly things. The less and and and, and again, it's hard to pinpoint what's worldly, what's not worldly. But you know, some things yeah. are just obvious. I, I don't want anything mm-hmm. to do with alcohol in my life. I don't want mm-hmm. anything to do with it. Uh, I, mm-hmm. Even if the Bible doesn't forbid drinking it, I, I don't want to give any opportunity for the enemy to use some substance to overwhelm mm-hmm. my thought. I, I, in my life, that's an that's an outgrowth of my living in relationship with the Lord. I know other people disagree, uh, and mm-hmm. I respect their disagreement, but I know that that's something that, especially because of my background and the people that I minister to, but I would never set that as a standard for holiness for someone. Um, mm-hmm. I see. Drunkenness, mm-hmm. drunkenness is a sin, and mm-hmm. God set that standard. And so, so even even so, I can build a strong case that spiritual leaders in the Bible should stay away from that stuff. Um, but mm-hmm. I'm not uh, I'm not here to be God. I'm here to preach the gospel and love people and, and tell them about the love of God and let Him work those things out. You know, let Him work those things out in people's lives, and let's get yeah. people's eyes on the Lord. Right. Perfect. All right. Well, thank you so much for your time, Pastor. That really helped out. Thank Great you. Great question. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you. Uh-huh. 303-690-3000. Let's go to line number one. We've got open lines. Grab them while you can. Kathy from Johnstown. Welcome to the program. Hi. Hi, Kathy. Um, I air? just wanted to um, thank you for uh, your um, recommendation of virgins uh, besides still waters. Yes. Um, I listen. I, I listen to you quite often, and um, you've you've read from that uh, devotional on several occasions. And I finally decided that I would uh, order one. Um, I am only probably on the twelfth uh, page. Yes. And I've already had um, two of those messages speak profoundly to me. And several others um, have uh, have been very meaningful as well. So I just really want to thank you for recommending that. Um, something I um, I just it's uh, you know it just happens to speak to a lot of things that I'm uh, been really in need of. So I wanted to express my thanks. Well, you're very welcome. Um, I know that I know that some you're going to get. I, I'll give you a heads up that some of those pages are going to be hard. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of the yeah. things, you know, and, and it's good for a brother who's already in heaven to be the one to tell it to us because we can't argue with them and get mad at him. He's in heaven already, and <laughs> and I, I know right. I'm on my fourth time through. Uh, it's my it's my daily devotion among other things, and I'm on my fourth uh-huh. time through, and it seems like different pages are more difficult because he, you know, he's just. He's, he's just going to be telling you, you are man and God is God. Trust him. That's like every page, every page. And, yep. and, and I'm grateful that it blessed you. So yep. thanks for sharing that testimony. So um, can, I ask you, can I ask you a question? Is Johnstown, are you in Colorado? Yeah. Okay, great. Yeah, it's up by Greeley. Okay, I'm still, I've been here 17 years. I still don't have any clue where places are. Okay. Do you know where Longmont is? I do. I yes. go to I, I go to Whitefield's Church in oh, Longmont. Pastor Nick's a good brother. Yes, he is. Well, thanks for calling. All right, you're welcome. Okay, bye bye. Three oh three six nine zero three thousand. Let's see. Let's go to line number two. Andrea's calling from right here in Aurora. Welcome to the program. 
Hello, Pastor Ed. Uh, I'm laughing because right before me, this lady is basically talking about the same thing. I was calling to thank you okay. for reading that today. Yes. <laughs> and that just confirmed. I, I guess I'm going to get a copy. Yeah, please do. It will bless you. It's it, Yeah, because you, you said that, that it reminds you that God is God and we are man. And that's, yes. yeah, I think that's exactly what I need to hear. So, I, I mean, that. that line, I didn't read this morning, I didn't read this this morning, I did something else, but that line as I was reading it for the first time, may he strengthen and comfort you, and may you be delivered even before deliverance comes. <laughs> That's just, that, that is gold. <laughs> yeah, that uh, verse, so second, as soon as we, I, I wasn't going to listen to the radio, I was actually just praying on my way home, and actually kind of pouring my heart out to the Lord, and I just felt like I should turn on the radio, mm. and I, I did right when uh, you were reading that. Oh, that was good. Well, so and, grateful but that to... Verse, that verse so, has been something God spoken to me over and over and over, so yes. that was definitely Him. Well, thank you. Thank you so much for your testimony. Thank you. Okay, bye-bye. 303-690-3000. So we've gotten a couple of texts. I'm going to post this on my Facebook as well. Uh, I looked at my uh, my blog at edtaylor.org and the book isn't there. So I need to repost it on the homepage. Uh, but the name of the book, we got like three texts that came in. What is the name of the book? The name of the book is Beside Still Waters. There's no Kindle edition. It's only a hardback. It's on Amazon. And we also keep it stocked in our bookstore at Calvary in Aurora. Uh, so it, it's, it, we go through a lot of them, of course. We buy them by the case. Uh, it is uh, just a great, simple devotional. Uh, it probably wasn't very popular, so they didn't make it, you know, they didn't, it's unfortunate some of the best books are the not the popular ones, not the ones that sell billions of copies, although some are, but, you know, it's these obscure books that are out of print, or I found it, I was such a desperate place, you know, in those first days of rawness uh, that, that I didn't have any grief resources uh, on my shelf. I, uh, even though my father had passed away previously, he was sick. Uh, and and, and, it, and, and the, even though I miss him dearly, I'm, I, had a, I had a sense when my dad passed away that I was grateful for him because he was so tired of all the medical treatments. He was so ready to go home to heaven. He was so prepared. I, f I felt so encouraged uh, in the latter days of his life. And, 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 and even though I was grieving, it, 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 it didn't, I mean, it rocked me at his, at his memorial. And, and, it, and, and I, I mean, I, it, it affected me, but it didn't affect me like my son and all the things that had to go on in the hospital, all, all the tension after the fact. I didn't, I, it, it wasn't anything like losing my boy in all the aftermath. And uh, I didn't have grief resources. I didn't even have a grief observed by C.S. Lewis, which is a classic, absolute classic. And so I went through my Bible program. Uh, I got this Bible program with thousands of books on it. And I just typed in the word grief and this popped up. And I'm like, oh man. And so I started reading on my, on my, Bible program, and then I ordered, then I found out there's a hard copy. So anyway, I'm going to, we're, we're coming up on the second half. That's why I'm talking through till the, till the commercial. Uh, uh, you're listening to Calvary Live on Grace FM, on Hope FM. And my name is Ed Taylor. I'm the pastor here at Calvary in Aurora. 
And when I get to host the show, I usually read today's edition of Beside Still Waters. That's the name of the book, Beside Still Waters by Charles Spurgeon. I'm going to post it on my Facebook page during the break. And I'm going to put it back up on my blog if I have enough time. We only have a couple minutes during the break, so it may be after the show. But I'll put it up so you can get it there or you can get it at Calvary Aurora in our bookstore downstairs. There's a bookstore downstairs. 303-690-3000. is the number. Call us. We've got an open line. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Calvary Live. Call us with your questions about life, the Bible, and living in Jesus right now at 303-690-3000. Welcome back, everyone, to the second half of today's edition of Calvary Live. Very grateful to be a small part of your life, encouraging you on your way home or around uh, the kitchen table. Maybe you're in a prison cell or jail cell right now or in a hospital bed. Uh, Wherever you may be, I'm very grateful Uh, to be used of the Lord in these last days, Um, serving God now for 26 years. Uh, Very uh, shocking that that I'd be used by the Lord and very, very blessed. Uh, It's unbelievable. The people I get to serve with, the people I get to meet, uh, the people that over the years here that I've been a part of their lives and even if they's, as they've moved on to different ministries, different states, different places, uh, to know that they're doing the work of the Lord. And, uh, and then this little radio show, um, just talking about the things of God together. Um, nothing like it. Appreciate it. Such a privilege. 303-690-3000. Got full lines. Let's go back and grab line three. Uh, Leroy in Denver, Colorado, has a question about the book Besides Still Waters. Uh, welcome to the program, Leroy. How, you, how are you, Pastor? Good, man. What's up? Hey, um, listen, that be, besides Still Waters, I I, uh, I I got a copy of it, too, as uh, when my son had passed two years ago by a tragic accident. Yes, but, um, sorry. That book, thank you. Um, you know, when you read yours, uh, you, you're reading yours by dates. Is that correct? I am. I ha- actually have, I have on my electronic copy, it's by date, yeah. Oh, okay. Because I pick mine up at the Marley Bookstore, and um, and it doesn't have dates. It just I know. Well, here's it. what I suggest: when I give it away, like when I hand it to someone, uh-huh. I suggest that they manually write on the pages the dates. Oh, really? Yeah. But so starting. Do you think they're going to be? My book is still going to be the same page as yours. Yeah, it's going to be exactly the same. It, the only thing that's lacking, and that may be why it didn't sell very well, is they didn't put dates on the pages. Um, if you just go to page number one and put January 1st, you're going to have the same days. I don't know how mine deals with – if you email me, uh, I'll tell you how mine deals with February 28th or 29th. And then once we deal with that one, everything will be the same. So when you get there, if you want to date yours, email me, and I'll look on mine how they did that, and it will be the same. Yeah. Okay, and what's your email over there at uh, Calvary? It's Pastor Ed, 
P-A-S-T-O-R-E-D at CalvaryAurora.org. Okay, okay, cool, cool. All right, thank you very much. I, you know, that that book was totally great for me, too. You know, I, I go to my son's gravesite every uh, Sunday, and, uh, you know, I take that book out there in my chair. With, you know, granted, the weather's nice, and just sit there and read, you know, and it's been a tremendous help that Spurgeon, he's awesome. Um, since you're on the air, can can you recommend? Is there a second book that the Lord used at all? Does, is there another resource that during your grief and the loss of your boy um, that God used in your life besides that? Besides besides Still Waters? Um, no, I I'm, I I don't. You know, I I listen to a bunch of different uh, pastors, and um, no, I don't though. Okay. Yeah. Well, thanks for calling, brother. If you email right, me, I'll hook you up you. on that on the right days. Okay. Thank you, Pastor. Bye bye. 303-690-3000 uh, is the number. We're taking your calls and questions. Uh, the Today's today's uh, reading of Besides Still Waters has lit up our texting line, and a lot of people are calling. So um, I was able to post it on our social media. So our church has a page. I have a page. Grace FM has a page. Uh, and... And I also was able to update it on my website. So it's on the front page of my of my website at edtaylor.org. Uh, and hopefully that answers some of the questions that are people are coming in with. Let's see here. I think we're at line number one, which is a Chris. Chris, welcome to the program. You're calling from Los Angeles. Hey, Pastor Ed. What's going on, sir? How you doing? Good. Hey, I just wanted to tell you, I'm retired on the, line, on the blue line, and I just wanted to give you Ephesians 6.10 for you and, and your son. Uh, it's, it's a tight brotherhood, you know, and uh, I just wanted to to give that verse out to you. Um, but my, my question to you, sir, is Amen. With, with youth ministry, um, I have a lot of kids that we did a survey recently of them just to see where they're at on how they talk to other kids in their high school level about Jesus, and a lot of them said that they were nervous. And I was just wondering from you, uh, do you have any uh, suggestions, maybe a few Bible verses, just for some of the listeners with their with the parents or maybe even some of the kids that might be listening, that they can approach their friends with um, and to break that ice so that they're not so nervous uh, just to speak about the gospel? Yeah, that's a great that's a great question because nervousness um, is something that we all deal with. Greg Laurie was just saying uh, in the middle section here, you know, public speaking uh, makes everybody just so nervous, and talking to another person eye to eye about the Lord is a form of public speaking, and it it creates a hesitancy. You know, we can talk about football, and we can talk about baseball, and we can talk about the weather, but when it comes to the things of God, uh, we get very nervous. and And a few things that I suggest to to those. Uh, it, and by, before I give those suggestions, this, the verse that you mentioned in Ephesians 6.10 is also great in, in light of this, where it says, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. And right. the, the strength to share and the strength to overcome is from the Lord. It's, it's his desire to use us as instruments, especially as kids, because the, the biggest thing that that I'm sure the kids are dealing with uh, in sharing the gospel is that they're going to be made fun of. I mean, there's enough bullying already. There's enough nonsense on social media and Snapchat already that now I'm going to be the weird Christian kid and I'm going to be the one that uh, doesn't do this and doesn't do that. And and so why do I want any more grief in my life? Uh, But the reality is, is that we're on a, a love mission 
Uh, we're, not on a, we're not on a mission to convert anybody. We're not on a mission to convince anyone. We're on a, we're on a mission to share the love of Christ with people. Uh, we're on a mission to share God's love for a creation that has um, abandoned him. And, and so one of the things I tell kids is to, to practice on, on, on your Christian friends, like to have practice sessions um, with people that aren't going to be offended, that you're not going to be nervous with, and begin to work, you know, like, like in, our, in our fellowship, we, we have evangelism classes that are basically of believers, and I would suggest the youth leader, uh, if you're the youth leader, do an evangelism class and train these kids how to, how to share the gospel and let them practice on people. Uh, and I don't mean like just having a track and reading the four spiritual laws. I mean relationally building uh, bridges with your friends, building bridges with kids at school. Look, Be on the lookout for people that seem to be ostracized or on the edge that are lonely or difficult. Um, one thing that I regret, uh, I, I was... I was a pretty popular kid in high school. I, I won most popular as a senior, but for all the wrong reasons. And God had given me influence uh, in my high school years and even in my junior high years. I just used it completely wrong. And I wish, looking back, that I was more sensitive to the hurt around me because, man, I, I was in a class filled with kids that were hurting. They're single-parent families. Um, there were... There were uh, friends that I had that I didn't even know how to I didn't have I didn't even know that their parents died I didn't even know that they were going through such poverty uh, and and the kids today are surrounded by that and sure. I would be looking for and praying for opportunities to find those kids that and find those young people really that 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 would be receptive to the gospel and of course for that inner circle you know that group that that we hang out with all the time, guys I play baseball with, guys, I would, I would be praying and looking for opportunities to talk about the love of God, to be an encourager, to, to, to do what the Bible says, that the law is all summed up in this, love the Lord God with all your heart, soul, and mind, and love your neighbors yourself. And there's something about the tangible, the, the, the tangible presence of the love of God through a true believer, that even on a high school campus, will melt and even on a junior high campus will melt hearts and open doors because if we just go show up to baseball practice and get in a big circle and we're stretching and then i get up and, and i bring a little box and i stand in the circle and i say i am a messenger of god and you are a bunch of sinners that ain't gonna work that's right that, that's not from the lord and i'm exaggerating on purpose because sometimes that's what we do even in our personal relationships like we feel like we have this burden to convert people, and we convert nobody. But love, love is able to penetrate even the hardest of hearts. And love is even able to penetrate. No, no, love is even able to penetrate. And so trying to trying to listen to the kids and what is the tangible parts of love that we might be able to demonstrate on the, you know, in the kids is is the steps that I would encourage them to do. Well, I appreciate that because, I mean, we've, uh, I've gone out to lunch uh, on my alma mater with my daughter, and she's a youngster, but uh, there were some people literally on, on some of the bleachers there screaming and hollering at some of the college kids there and, and doing that, just that. I mean, definitely not uh, trying to win their hearts in, in, through love, uh, but just through, through religion and condemnation. So it was pretty bad to see, but, and I, I told her, she was, she's literally, she was only eight years old at the time, and I told her, you know, what, 
there's things to do and things not to do, and that definitely was something not to do. Um, but, yeah, you know, the kids, and that's the biggest thing is the pressures. I mean, I think you went to high school. I went to Paramount High School, and um, I played baseball there. I went to Bell. Yeah, I was okay, at Bell I'm High. I'm sorry. <laughs> but, I grew up uh, in Cudahy, man. What do you want? <laughs> it was a step up for me. I'm right, I'm right down the street <laughs> from there. But, no, you know, and it, it's uh, it's unfortunate, though, the way these kids, they have to take their their, their – challenges and say, am I going to talk about God or not? And then choose yeah. not to because of the bullying. So I yes. appreciate that. And I hope that uh, some of the listeners will be out there to be able to shed some light on for the kids for that. Yeah. Let me give you a recommendation too. It's a great resource. It's called share Jesus without fear. Okay. Uh, and, and it's one of the resources we use. It's the author is William Fay, F-A-Y. And this is a different approach. Um, and of course, another one that we use is living waters with um, Ray Comfort. Uh, some people just really love the Ray Comfort style, uh, which is more street preaching and, and evangelism. There's a lot of different styles. So the other part to the answer would be to find out what kind of personality of the kid we're dealing with and then make sure that we're equipping them within their personality. Because even shy people can share the gospel. You know, even even uh, bold people can share the gospel. We've got to teach them both sides, you know, what that's going to look like. Um, what? How do we pick up a little bit of their shyness, and how do we tone down the boldness and try to bring them to the place where they're submitted to the Lord? Sounds good, sir. I appreciate you. Well, I'll be out there next week. I'm teaching in Whittier on Wednesday, and I'm teaching at Downey Calvary Downey on Sunday. So I'll be out there. I'll, I'll meet up with you in Tucson. Okay, I'll see you in Tucson, brother. Thank you, sir. Bye bye. Three zero three six nine zero three thousand is the number. Three zero three six nine zero three thousand. Let's see where we are. I missed my call screen. Let's go back to Kathy. Kathy's on line number two. She's calling from Loveland, Colorado. Welcome to the program, Kathy. Oh, Kathy's not with us anymore, but she had some questions about Roman Catholicism. So if Kathy wants to call back, do that, because we are at a place where all the lines are open. 303-690-3000. Let me see if we can pick up a question. Here's a great question. And if you're texting, I know it's new. We really haven't asked from this before. But when you're texting, if you can include your name and the city you're in listening, that'll help. Because then, you know, it's it's pretty cool to hear all the various places that people are calling from. And I'm especially interested if you're calling in from the East Coast because we just started on the East Coast. Uh, and would love to, to hear from you on the East Coast. But this one comes in from Colorado because it's a Colorado area code. Why did Jesus cry when Lazarus died? Why did Jesus cry when Lazarus died? That's a great question. And you know, the answer, the answer is the Bible doesn't say. So when we answer a question like this, we are coming to conclusions based on the text. We're coming to conclusions based on the character and the nature of God, the character and the nature of Jesus. But the Bible doesn't say specifically why. And, and the, the word is not just he, not that he just cried. The Bible, the, the word in the Greek wept has the idea of convulsively crying. Uh, and the, the passage is in John's gospel. And we'll, let me get to it for you. Um, in John chapter 11, verse 35, John chapter 11, verse 35, um, the Jews, uh, well, it says in verse 34, and he said, where have you laid him? And they said to him, Lord, come and see. Verse 35, Jesus wept. Um, I believe he wept as a human being here, grieving for the loss 
of Lazarus, grieving along with those that were grieving for Lazarus. I, I believe that Jesus wept because he was a human and, and was sad. Uh, I, I believe that uh, on a secondary level, part of his weeping included not just grief and sorrow, but also grieving at the effects of sin and what sin has done to a family and what sin has done to a community. Uh, I think he's grieving over the condition of humanity and, and what sin has done. But my, my observation of the text is that he wept over the sadness of the situation, just like you and I do weep at the sadness of the situation. Um, there is one commentator I came across when I was studying this that said that, that suggested that Jesus wept because of their unbelief, but I, I don't buy it. I don't, I don't think so. And the text doesn't say um, one way or the other, but those, those are what, those are some suggestions that I, the conclusions I've come to. He wept. And, and, and also I think he wept and it was recorded for us in scripture because we live in a culture that says men don't cry. Well, Jesus was the greatest man ever to live and he cried. Uh, so this dumb belief in our culture that men don't cry, it's just dumb. It's not true. 303-690-3000. Wow, the lines lit up quick. Let's go to line number one, Gary. Gary's calling from Fort Collins, Colorado. Welcome to the program. Thank you. My question is about um, when Satan rebelled and he was thrown out of heaven. So he went to earth, is that correct? He did. He was he was thrown out of heaven, out of his um, privileged place. Yep. So, uh, the creation of everything... He wrapped it up on the sixth day, God did. So when Satan was sent to earth, or fell to earth, was that long before... I don't, I, I don't even know how to ask the question. I mean, I don't understand how... When did it happen? How he could come to earth. And was earth already created then? Well, we, but we know that for in order for... In order for Lucifer or Satan to be expelled from heaven, that the angelic realm had to be created already. Uh, and and if he's cast down to the earth, then the earth was created already. You know, that's how we answer these questions from the pieces. But the time frame of exactly when it happened isn't really given to us. So definitely he was cast down um, during the time and um, uh, bef um, before uh, or during the time... It, he was cast out of heaven at least with uh, the Garden of Eden there, Adam and Eve are there, and all of creation is there. So we aren't told when the angels were created. Uh, and so it's a great question. Um, well, you know, I, I, in my mind, when I'm thinking about it, I think, well, Earth was, was created and, and, and all its heavens and everything. And then at that time, that's when uh, Lucifer... Uh, fell, and I don't know if it's that easy, or if it was like thousands of years before Adam and Eve, or how long they were there before he approached them, or what, you know, so I guess that's all unknown, basically, huh? Well, it was something, you know, we can come to some conclusions. I, I think it's safe to say that it was sometime before the world was created. Uh, we don't know how many years, we don't know, because God puts himself outside of time. Uh, and he is. He's he's outside of time when 
the Bible says that in Second Peter, with the Lord, a day is like a thousand years, a thousand years like a day. Uh, we we know that be, according to Job, uh, ch- chapter thirty-eight, that the angels were, re- were recorded before the physical universe, uh, mm-hmm. and that we know they were in the presence of God. So who we because he's out of time, it's hard for us. We only think linearly, you and I. We can only think A, B, C, D. I mean, there's some guys with physics degrees and things that can think a little bit broader, uh, but for most of us, we think linearly, A, B, last year, tomorrow, next year, and for God, he's outside of that construct. But I think it's safe to say we can conclude that, that, the, that the fall of Satan and the creation of, you know, the, at least the creation of the angels before the universe and the fall of Satan, you know, he was there in the Garden of Eden, so uh, he predates the fall. Uh, and he predates the creation of humanity, but when and what time frame, we aren't told. And that was the first time that he was recorded uh, ever, right? Approaching humans? That is, the in Genesis, that's the first time he's he is recorded as approaching humans, because there were only two humans on, uh, there were only two humans created. They were yeah. the first two. Yep. So he didn't waste much, much time, did he? No, you know, and I think that that's a great that that's a you you have a, a great mind for a preacher because that's a that that can preach that the enemy's patient that who knows how long he had been down before he fell but he doesn't waste any time. I mean that that would be a message right there, brother. Uh, the devil doesn't waste any time and he doesn't mess around and he's no one to be uh, toyed with and he's like a lion, lion roaring, lion roaming around seeking whom he may devour. Yeah, that's him. Okay. All right. Well, I pretty much knew what you would say, I think, you know, but I, yeah, great. what you had to say. I appreciate it. Thanks, brother. Bye-bye. 303-690-3000. Uh, let me do a real quick text question. Uh, came in from Greeley, I think. Let me look back and get back to that screen. Cameron from Gill, Colorado. Did Cain have remorse after killing Abel? I don't believe so. I think he regretted it, but he didn't have the kind of remorse, uh, or at least recorded for us in Scripture, that was repentance, godly sorrow. We meet a lot of people like that today. I'm sorry, I'm so sorry, but they never change their behavior. Uh, they never ask for forgiveness. For you know, they. I'm sorry that you feel so bad for the things that I did. No, 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 no. no, no. Seriously, you're sorry for the. I feel bad. Aren't you sorry? And won't you have forgiveness for your sinful actions? So I think he's kind of like the person that regrets he got caught. I don't think he had true repentance. 303-690-3000. Line two is Mark. Mark from Denver has a kid's resource for evangelism. Welcome to the program. Yeah. How are you doing? Good. How are you? I'm good, Dad. Hey, um, I heard you talking to somebody a little bit ago, a couple callers ago, about... uh, kids wanting to share their faith and such and so forth. Yes. And I, I know a guy by the name of Greg Steer. He's in charge of Dare to Share. Yes, yes, yes. And, <clears throat> excellent, excellent. And he has a website that you can download, Dare to Share. Uh, just go, you know, Google, and he goes step by step on, on how to share your faith, and it's really powerful. You're right. You know, uh, we've taken our kids to Greg Steer's events here in Denver uh, for many, many, many years, and and I think the website is Dare the Number 2 Share. Dot org. Right. 
yep. and That's you're it. absolutely right. And I, I thought you were going to mention also Child Evangelism Fellowship, but if you Google mm-hmm. Child Evangelism Fellowship, they also have tools for the younger kids, and, and Greg's focus is more on junior high, high school, and into the young adult college years, and you're right. Thanks for reminding us. You bet. All right, brother. Bye-bye. Thank you. 303-690-3000. Just to repeat, Greg Steer, uh, he is a Denver native here uh, and has a ministry known as Dare to Share, and he does conferences around the world equipping young people to share the gospel. Man, I can't believe uh, that's that's why I love this show, because when I don't remember things, the collective body of Christ does. And uh, Greg is just a phenomenal man of God. Uh, God has used him over the years to equip literally thousands upon thousands of young people. Dare to share.org. Dare to share.org. 303-690-3000. Let's see who's next. Nancy in Denver, Colorado. Welcome to the program, Nancy. Uh, hi. I. Um, how are you? I'm good. How are you, Nancy? <laughs> hanging in there. Okay. I, I Me called, too, Storms. I'm hanging in there too. Many, I've called you many times before, and it seems like after you guys pray for me, it seems to work So, of some sort that my prayers get answered, because it seems that, I don't know, for whatever reason, um, I may be blocked. Um, <laughs> uh, that's what it feels like. But I guess yeah. one of the questions uh, I do have, too, is there's a scripture in the Bible that states how um, we shall not want, the, um, that the Lord will give us the desires of our heart, right? Right, the, the scripture you're referring to says to delight yourselves in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. Okay, so I I've, I, I like to think that I've, I've, I have and I've been in and out of believing in the Lord. The thing is with that is that why is it that every desire of my heart that I think that I want, I never get? Well, that's and, a good question. Let, let, we only have a couple minutes, so let me, let me speak to that because it's real important um, in relation to some of the frustration that you're feeling, and even that feeling like God has blocked you from his prayers, because he hasn't. He hasn't blocked you at any time. Uh, you you are welcome to come to him as a, as a father. You're welcome to come to him as, uh, as a daughter, you know, to your father who loves you. And the idea of the, the picture of delighting yourself in the Lord, you know, enjoying fellowship with him and enjoying uh, who he is and trusting him, when, when the Bible then says he gives you the desires of your heart, we kind of read that with a Western United States mindset, like God will just give me everything that I desire. But, but that's not really what it's teaching, and that's not really what the Bible teaches us at all. What the Bible teaches us in terms of God giving us desires is that he changes our desires so that they line up with him. Now, I know that we face injustice and we face difficulty. I have a desire right now that is absolutely 100% from the Lord. I can I can show you exactly where it is in the Bible. It is no question at any time, but God hasn't given it to me yet. Uh, it's it's and and because of sinful actions of others, it, I'm not able to enjoy this. I'm not able to enjoy what is rightfully mine before him. And so what do I do? Do I blame God for someone else's sin? I don't. I'm pain, it's painful. I wish it wasn't happening. I wish there would be other decisions, um, but I trust my God, so I choose to delight in Him, and and so He's changed my desire. I still want what is what, what I still want that relationship, but I want God's relationship greater, and I'm going to let Him sort those things out, 
And while I'm waiting, he's going to build my faith. And that's what's happening with you. Well, well, with that said, I mean, I guess that comes with my prayer is that for forever, whatever, everything I've ever wanted in my life, um, I wanted to be married. I wanted to have kids. I wanted to have a life, I guess, uh, the perfect life. But I guess that didn't, never happened. I got a divorce, and I've had my kids taken away from me. I've, I finally have a relationship back with her, and I have another child. But I, at the entire time, I, I am... A, I'm lonely, and yes. I, I dream about this man, but then I don't think he's, I've asked the Lord if he's going to come into my life, and I never get any answers, so I'm assuming no answer means no, right? Well, it, it, there's three ways. We don't know if it's no. It's no for now, but we, it may be wait. It may be I'm teaching you something else, Nancy. It may be there's there might be a lot of things, but God is teaching you that in your singleness, he wants you to devote your life to him. You know, it's nothing wrong with these desires. I mean, if if you want a spouse in your life, I believe that, that God is going to give you that spouse. It isn't, you know, right now it hasn't happened with the timing. There's been some real difficulties, but I'm really grateful you reunited with your kid. That is awesome, and I want to rejoice because we got 30 seconds, so let me pray for you, okay? Okay. God, I pray for my sister. I know that we could have spent more time talking about your love and your nature and your mercy, but I just want to thank you. The Bible, you, you tell me to come to you and be thankful, and I'm thankful that you reunited Nancy with her daughter and, and her child and gave her another child. And we just pray for her. Her desire is to be married again, so we pray for that person. He's probably alive right now. And so we lift him up to you and lift Nancy to you in Jesus' name. Amen. Call back again so we can spend some more time on this, okay, Nancy? Okay. Okay, bye-bye. Hey, we're coming up on the end of our program. Thank you so much for allowing me to be a part of of your day. Uh, I'm truly honored. Go to edtaylor.org, edtaylor.org, information on today's book and information to blog on grief, life, and ministry. We'd love to serve you. Information on Calvary Aurora is at our website, calvaryaurora.org, or our free app. Thank you for listening to Calvary Live. Be sure to tell a friend about Grace FM.